Daf uh, 56, Daf Nun Vav. Today is Daf Nun Zayin. And we'll do a review of yesterday's Daf and get to today's Daf. What did we learn yesterday? Um, so yesterday we started at the bottom of the page on Daf Nun Hayim base, And Rav Shmuel Bar said in the name of Yonasan, we, talked, we were talking about a bunch of people who... It seems that they did bad things, but really they did not. So um, the first one on yesterday's daf was the Bnei Shmuel, the sons of Shmuel. And if people think, he says, that they, they say that, that the sons of Shmuel sinned, it's really only an error. Um, and that's because uh, it says in the verse that, uh, that the sons didn't follow in his ways. That means they didn't follow in his ways, meaning with all the stringencies that Shmuel himself kept. But to call them sinners, that's certainly a far cry from sinning. Okay? So what does it mean when it says that they went after iniquity? They turned to iniquity. It means that they didn't follow their father's footsteps. Because Shmuel HaTzadik had an extra stringency that he used to do. And that was, is that, um, uh, that he would go to every city and judge in their own city. So as that they wouldn't, if they needed to be judged, they wouldn't have to find him. They, he would go there. And that would actually save money and cost, etc. And um, that was what he used to do. And they didn't do so. They stayed where they were. And, um, and that was the difference. And uh, the idea was is that it gave more uh, payments. There, there was more income for the people who were wor- working for them. So the Chazanim... The people who, like the people who are helping out, the, the scribes, they would be the ones getting their own, you know, getting uh, benefit for, our, for there being a major uh, justice system in that place. And they would be, and all the judgments go into them, so they would actually have more parnasa from that. And that was, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but that was the issue. Happens to be Tzmachlokas Tanoim. Ramir says that, uh, that they did other things wrong, that they requested what they're entitled to. As, as Levim, being that they were Levim, they requested their portion uh, verbally. Um, Reb Yuda says that, uh, that they actually, um, Reb Yuda says another issue, that what they did was is that, um, that, one second, That um, that what they did is they would give uh, they what they did is they had people who would invest their own money, and because of that, um, because they had people investing their money, so they were actually um, they requ- they basically they would they would they they would have sort of a give they would be beholden to these people, and in this way, if they were being judged, they would be not completely clean, because they're, you know, they're doing, making money from them. Rabbi Kiva says, another shot is that, uh, that, that they asked for miser, and they took it by force, and that was the problem, or they took manos kahuna, or, uh, which is very strange, because they're not kohanim, so Rashi says that it was actually manos levia, but the bottom line is they took it by force, that's, or they took it, or they requested it, so it was one of those others, so we see that there's certainly ideas that it's one of these other uh, concepts. All right. Next we saw is um, also Rav Shmuel Bar Nachman and the Rav Yonason that anyone who says David sinned with a sin with Barsheba is mistaken. As the Pazuk says, 
Uh, it would never be that God's presence is with David if he really did that affair. This is after the sins. Obviously, he, um, he didn't really do what you think he did. So, uh, it says, why were you denigrating the word of God to do what's bad? Because he, he, he wanted to do, but he didn't actually do it. He held back. So that's the difference. So, um, so Rav says that Reb Yudah Nasi, who's a, who's a, 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 a descendant of David Melech, was looking to, ben, to find, uh, give him the benefit of the doubt. And, um, and when it says, Lassos, it means that he tried to be tempted to, but he really didn't. And that's what he says. That's the diuk, because it didn't say, why did you do the bad thing? It says, that, why did you lassos around? To do, implies that he wanted to do it, but he didn't actually do it. So that's a difference. Um, next we saw is, um, with, uh, they, they said that, the puzzle says that Nasanavi told him, rebuked him, that you, um, that you had Uriah Achiti killed. And um, what was the problem with that? Is, that? is that although it was correct that he should get killed, but it should have been done with the Sanhedrin, and you didn't do, that, didn't do it with the regular means of a Sanhedrin. That's number one. And number two is that uh, you took his wife, which implies that it was actually legal, because the word taking implies that it was a, a legal marriage. It wouldn't have been a legal marriage if, it was, if, she, if she was married. So... Um, and that's what Shmuel Rachmeni said. And then Rabbi that anyone who went to war in David's, in David's army always wrote a get before going to war. So at that point in time, technically, they were, in fact, divorced. Um, next, we talked about... Um, 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 and we quoted a puzzle to that effect that, 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 there was a, that there was a guarantee or something. There was something described in the text when they go out to war indicating that they actually write a uh, get to their wives so that just in case they are um, they're a prisoner of war, they don't return, or they die and they don't find the body, they don't have proof of their death, so they, the woman would be free to marry because they've been divorced from before. So that's the advantage, and that's the, that's the reason why they did so. Um, next thing, and, and it mentioned that you killed him with the sword of Bani Amon, which also indicates that he didn't actually... He's not really culpable for the killing of Ariachiti because it's comparing it to the sword of Bnei Amon. Obviously, what Bnei Amon does is not David's problem. But so that's the same idea here, that it's not, his, it's not really culpable for the killing of Ariachiti. And the reason why is because he was Morid Pemalchus. He rebelled against the king. And that was when he had a conversation with Ariachiti. Um, he, said, he, said, he constantly said... His refrain was, uh, my master, Yoav. Now, Yoav was the general. You don't, you don't talk to the king and mention, my master, Yoav. That's like a little, that's uh, rebellious because you're giving a greater authority to the general over the, over the king, and that's like seditious. You, know, you have to recognize that the king is the chief, uh, whatever, is the, is, the head of, is the head over the general as well. So that's the story. Um, next, we saw that when you look at David Amelech, there was actually only, Rav says, this is the only Avera that we find on him. And uh, Baik Shisha asked, is that really true, Rav, that you say that this is the only Avera? Because Rav also says that, um, that in fact, David accepted Lashon Hara against somebody, and that's also wrong. And so the Gemara says, you're right, that is a big question 
on this because he did accept Lashon Hara. And that's where we got into, where did David accept Lashon Hara against somebody? What was the story? So that was the story with David when he met up, when after, after the whole situation where Avshalom sort of took over the kingdom and uh, David finally got back his position. So uh, David Amelech, um, uh, uh, he was seeing who was loyal to him, who wasn't. And this fellow Tiva, who was a servant in the household of Shaul, and Shaul's son was his boss, basically. And he came and he basically made up a story about his master, Mephibosheth, that in fact, that uh, he was uh, voting against David HaMelech, and he was against him. And he believed him, and he promised to give him all the property of uh, Mephibosheth. And sure enough, when Mephibosheth came, Mephibosheth clarified this, that it's completely un- unfounded, but David actually believed him, and because David believed him, um, whatever, he accepted Lashon Hara. Um, and that's what he says. Um, anyway, so that's the story. So that's Rav's opinion that he actually accepted Lashon Hara. Shmuel, in fact, understands it, that he wasn't really accepting Lashon Hara directly. He didn't, he, he held up, he waited to find out from, you know, from what Mephibosheth would say. And what happened was, is that Mephibosheth um, um, uh, came and he noticed that Mephibosheth looked like he was in mourning, which to him was like, sort of like circumstantial evidence that what Siva said is indeed true, because he's in mourning that David got back in position, which was a mistake. He was mourning when David lost his position, and, um, and that was the, basically incorrect, but because of that, um, it wasn't exactly accepting Lashonari. He waited to f- at least have some evidence to that effect, which is in fact not, not really accepting Lashonara. Anyway, but um, in the end, it was really bad what David did do by, by, by believing. Um, and because when Mephibosheth explained the whole story, um, so David uh, told him that. Um, oh, I already said that you guys should split the field. Um, now, and he says, oh, after I found out that you're okay, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I'm just so happy that you're back to your position. I don't mind if he takes the entire property. Now, um, what he really was saying, it's a little bit of a stretch, because, um, you know, that what he was really saying was like, actually, a, a poke of it. It's like, is that, the, is that how you determine things? Like, you're saying we should split the field? After I clarified that, in fact, he was he double crossed me. Um, if that's the case, then I have no claims against you. Why you said that? But I'm surely have claims against God, who could you, gave you back into a position, into a peaceful position, because um, that was like totally incorrect. And in fact, he's referred to with another name of Meriv Baal because he was fighting against God. Basically, he's like, like what kind of business that the, that he believed the, the, this about me. Anyway, and he was very upset. And in fact, um, David, in fact, there was a lot of negative that happened from that because, um, because of that. Um, oh, I, I skipped a one, sec- one, one, one section. Um, that the word Meir of Baal implies that there was actually a duel. It was not only him. Um, uh, the heavenly voice came out and says, a Neitze bar Neitze. You know, there was a duel a duel of Vayorev Meirev and Vayorev Benachal connecting to Sholamel. Sholamel also um, basically fought against God in a sense when he was, when people were, when they were going out to fight Amalek, he actually was trying to claim 
um, to Amalek, you know, that to the people to remember that, you know, even one life is very valuable, which is a very good speech, but not right when you're about to fight a war, because then they had misplaced mercy for the Amalek children, which was wrong. Um, anyway, bottom line is, though, is that because of this whole event, so as soon as David said to Mephibosheth that you and Siva split the field, so a heavenly voice came out and said that Rechavam and Yeravam are going to split the kingdom. So that's what happened. Rav Yudin said in Rav that if not for that, accepting the Lashon Hara, then the whole Malchus of Beis David would never have been split. And if Bnei Yisrael, if the whole Malchus of Beis David would never have been split, then, they, then, the, then the Jews would never have been involved in idolatry. And if they have never been involved in idolatry, then we've never been in exile altogether. So all goes back to the accepting of Lashon Hara. Okay. Next we saw is Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmin and then Rav Yonason that if you say Shlomo sinned, it's also a mistake. Because although it says that it says in the Pesach, He wasn't on the same level as David. Which implies that he was, he didn't exactly sin, he just wasn't on the same level as David HaMelech. So what does it mean that when, in the Pesach, when it says when, when Shlomo was old, his wives turned his heart from God? So the Gemara says, it's like Rav Nassim says, because Rav Nassim answered as a contradiction. It says that his wives turned his heart away, and then it says he wasn't like the heart of David. So meaning that he was good, but he didn't sin. So what is it? So the Gemara says that... Um, um, that it was lolaches achrielimachem. He he was. They were pushing him to be involved in other idolatry, but they didn't actually go and get involved in idolatry. So that's the difference. Ah, it says that Shlomo Melch built a bama to these idols. Um, what's going? He he sought to, but he, it says yivne. He he was gonna. He didn't end up doing it. Um, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? Anytime it says yivne, it doesn't mean that he did it. Why the Pazak says, Az Yivne Yoshum is Lashem, he meaning he only wanted to do so, he never actually built it? Just because he says Yivne, it means that he built it. So, um, rather, it's like Rav Yossi says that um, um, it says Bishlomo built it, um, but uh, it, 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 he didn't really build it. Okay? It's very similar to like the story with, because um, um, we said that King Yoshiahu. Destroyed, um, destroyed all the idols, including the idols that Shlomo built. Now, obviously, if the Shlomo had actually built the idols, they would have been surely destroyed by Asa and Yehoshaphat, who destroyed all the idols that were around in their time. So the fact that they, so why does it say that that uh, King Yoshiau was the one who destroyed it? It was obviously done by one of the prior kings. Ah, so there must be that since Yoshiau destroyed every idol since the time of Yoshafa, who was the previous king who, did, who was very good. So he, he, he got credit for all the ones that were done before him because he would have if it was still there. The same is true that even though Shlomo wasn't actually the one who actually built it, he gets the demerit as if he built it because it happened on his watch, it was by his wives that, that they were involved. And that's the idea. Um... Um, uh, there was a very interesting uh, piece. Um, I mean, the Gemara says, Rav Yudah said, name Shmuel, that a person that, that, that Shlomo Melech should have, would, have been, would have rather been a, uh, a worker in the house of idolatry itself 
than to have written about him that he did bad in the eyes of God. That's like a very negative thing to have written about him. Um, when Shlomo married Basparo, who was a known idolater, so she brought in a thousand instruments and she explained how th- they would play these various instruments for the various Avodah And he, the fact that he didn't give her a rebuke on that was, was why he was culpable in a sense. Um, when also we saw that that when Shlomo married Basparo, uh, Gavriel, the angel Gavriel came down and he um, put a stick in the in the ocean, and that caused uh, the earth to gather around the stick and to build an island, and from there, um, the the city of Rome was was invented, which eventually came to attack um, the Jewish people. So it was like the beginning of that destruction was established at that moment. And the day that Yeruvam put the two calves of gold uh, um, in Basel and Dun, so there was also a, uh, that was also the first hut that was built on that area. Like a little bit later, the first, uh, you know, little, and, and, and then it started getting settled and became a big city, came the city of Italy, the country of Italy, etc. And that was the story. So the beginning of the end started when we went downhill. Okay, next we saw was Rashmur Bar Achmini in the name of Bionason that anyone who says that King Yoshio sinned was mistaken. Um, it says that he did Yashar Ben Hashem and he followed the entire ways of David his father. But, um, and that's therefore he obviously didn't do it. So what does it mean? There was no one before him as a king who did tshuva, implies that beforehand he was not good. So the Gemara said that's not implying that. So that means that. that that he um, that what he did was when he became, he had not even been he had been grew up so ignorant he had not even known about the existence of Sefer for him, and he was king from age eight, and then at eighteen they discovered the Sefer Dvarim and he learned it and he involved and he realized that all the errors that he made in any judgment, and he undid every one of those errors, and anyone who he obligated money to he, he paid and he didn't make the other side pay he paid it out of his own pocket. And that's what that means, Asher Shav. Um, anyway, um, that's the story. Um, now, we, we also saw that this is actually a dispute whether he actually had to do tshuva. The Rav argues and he says that there was the greatest of Bali tshuva was King Yoshiahu in his generation. And in our generation, this is Rav talking, it's Abba, the father of Rabbi Yomir Bar Abba. And others say it was Acha, the brother of Abba, the father of Rabbi Yomir Abba, and um, and that's uh, Abba and Acha were actually brothers, and apparently they were both Bali Shuvah. Rabbi Yosef says that in the next generation we also had one Ukvan Bar Nechemia, who was the Reish Galusa, and he was also he is Nasan Ditsutsisa, that's his other name, and um, he had such a. Um, I actually saw I was dreaming, and in my dream I saw that he was the hand was outstretched to receive him for his tshuva, so in terms of a Bali tshuva, who we know, who re- repented fully, that were the ones who, were well, those are the people. Anyway, very interesting, and that is the end of yesterday's daf, and the end of Perak Hamishi, we'll take it from the top, just one second.